Hey everyone, Cooper here, host of the fine podcast you're listening to. I just want to let you know that the episode you clicked on has a format that is very heavily inspired by a podcast called The Bookening. To be clear, our thoughts and opinions in this episode are our own, but the format is very similar to this podcast. I just wanted to give you a heads up and give credit where it is due. With that out of the way, enjoy the show. Welcome to the screening. Today's screening will be The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. And welcome back to the screening. I'm, of course, your humble and eloquent host, Cooper Cobbs. And over there, that's Matthew Killingsworth. How you doing, Matthew? Howdy, Cooper and Isaiah. Good to see you guys. Yes, and uh, Matthew kind of jumped the gun a little bit. But over there, oh. we got Isaiah Ratsky. How you doing, Isaiah? <laughs> Pretty good. Well, fellas, we are missing the uh, fourth musketeer uh, Again. Of, among us. Again, you guys will meet him eventually. We don't know when, but yeah. eventually, yeah, he'll be on soon, very soon. And today, boys, we're talking about those stupid Hobbit movies. The first of these, yes, we are, being an unexpected journey. So before we dive in, what are you guys' thoughts on an unexpected journey? Uh, see, the first time I watched it. Oh wait, that's 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 not this. That's history tickets or whatever you call. Oh yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just do that real quick. Sorry. <laughs> ticket check. Ticket check is, yes, of course, the part check. of the podcast where we give our history with the said movie. So, Matthew, go ahead. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, first time I watched this movie, it was at Isaiah's house, and we were going to watch all the movies that whole time I was there, but we didn't because we just watched the first one. I don't know why. And uh, I knew what the movies were, obviously, because I had read the book um, partially before that, and I, I wasn't super excited about it. And I was, I honestly thought the name An Unexpected Journey was kind of lame. I think all the <laughs> names were kind of lame at first, but now I like them better. And yeah, that, that's basically my whole ticket check. All right, Isaiah? Uh, so when I was probably about like... Too young? Nine years old. Uh, I heard mm, sorry, some... nine? <laughs> <laughs> I heard some of my friends talking about it. Um... So that just got me interested in it. And I had to read the book first, but right after I read the book, I watched the movies. So, yeah. Nice. Alrighty. So that leads into, Matthew, go ahead and continue your thoughts on An Unexpected Journey. My thoughts. Ooh. Uh, definitely, I mean, you you described them as stupid right at the beginning. <laughs> that's pretty That's pretty fair. <laughs> but they but weren't. This they weren't. As a whole. Like, yeah. specifically. Oh, okay. So the specifically the first movie, um, it's honestly not as bad as I remembered from the first time watching it because I actually just rewatched it also at Isaiah's house um, uh, so for this recording, and um, it really was a lot better than I was expecting because I guess I just remembered all the bad parts from the first one and remembered it being super long and boring. <clears throat> I, I watched the extended version at Isaiah's house. <laughs> it's the only one I got. It was. Sorry. It is. Yeah. No. 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 It's all right. It is very long, but it was definitely less boring than I remembered. 
Um, but as far as the movie goes, just regardless of how many times I've watched it or where or what kind, uh, the movie is not the best movie, but it's not Of the bad. three? Or... Oh, yeah, definitely not of the three, but like also just in general, it's obviously not the best movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's... But mm-hmm. it, it is a pretty accurate representation of the book, I think. And Compared to the other two, for sure. Yeah, definitely. But I don't. I actually like it least out of all the other movies. Mm. Same. Isaiah. Uh, see, I thought it was pretty good. It like it was a great like not great, but like they did really well in capturing the main parts of the book or most of it. But it just it could have been better in some parts. There are some parts like I mean, for me, I've only seen it in the extended edition, and it's like way too long. Yeah, um, I said th- I I watched the theatrical. Yeah. Instead. Well, I haven't seen any of The Hobbit or any of Lord of the Rings not extended. So Wow. Yeah, wow. Anyway. Isaiah's the real man. <laughs> yeah, they're all long. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it was good. Probably one of the better parts in the movie is whenever they're singing the poem. Oh, for sure. That is mm-hmm. by far the best part of the movie. Definitely. That's not debatable. Well. Matthew, don't debate that. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> um... So yeah, let me get my thoughts, and then we'll get right in. Took some pretty deep notes on this ba- bad. I was to say baby, <laughs> then I changed mid mid word to bad boy. So we're just gonna call it the uh, bay boy for some reason. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> um, Nobody knows. I actually this man think... talks about half the time. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think it's the best of the three. Really? For a few reasons. Whoa. Whoa. For, for a few reasons. Number one, me and Tanner are definitely probably more on the side of the more it strays from the book the worse it gets and that's mm. one of the reasons why i like this one better because this one follows the book a this lot more true. closely Fair. and because a lot of the the music is better a lot of the instrumental like the score that's what i meant the score is a lot yeah. better in this one and plus it has misty mountains the song which is oh that is you know gonna elevate part. it but so like honestly I, heard, I saw a review when it was like this this movie like gets close to the heart of the story of the Hobbit, right? When I, my favorite parts of the movie are when they're just like walking on some random mountain, and then like the the score for Misty Mountains is playing in the background, the ma na 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 or something like that. Maybe I'll cut that out, but uh, <laughs> just that part, and they're walking under mountains. I'm like, whoa, this this is Middle Earth. Like this is what the Hobbit is, right? Mm-hmm. This is the point. Uh, I mean, this is it's, it's the best representation. It was it was awesome because that was the most where they had the least CGI and the most of New Zealand in it, right? Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, all these movies were shot in New Zealand. Most of the stuff you think is CGI actually isn't. But it's, yeah, it's, like it's, the it's Goblin incredible. King, totally not CGI <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the uh, the uh, uh, Erebor. That's you know, just a really really tall mountain in New Zealand. <laughs> that is it really. No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I actually believed you for a second. <laughs> you know the orgs? You know those guys? Not CGI. The, the, the wargs or the orcs? Orcs. That's what I said. Okay, you said orgs. You I was like, hang orgs. on. I might have said that. Okay. Anybody, is, any other thoughts before I move in? Move on? <laughs> uh, well, I just wanted to say... Why am I stuttering? I just wanted to say, even though this is not my favorite of the three movies i agree that it does have the best score and i love the misty yeah. meadows song honestly like misty mountains 
Yes, Misty. Why did I say Misty Meadows? Oh, because that's that's Fortnite. Never mind. Type <laughs> <laughs> that out. Okay, you go <laughs> No, I was just trying to think where it was from. Anyways, uh, I love the Misty Mountain song, and um, honestly, it made me kind of want to fall asleep while I was watching it at night at Isaiah's house on their couch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a lullaby. Yeah, for sure. Alrighty, so. This movie opens kind of uniquely. It kind of starts with Bilbo. Actually, starts where the Fellowship of the Ring starts, and it's mm-hmm, a Bilbo yeah. like riding there and back again. And he goes back and he starts with the actual story of the mountain and what happened with the dragon. Did you guys? Do you think it's? I mean, obviously, the purpose of it was to set the stage for kind of what happened, right? Did you guys like that, or did you not like it? Well, if I'm being honest to our listeners, I've never read or watched Lord of the Rings. Um, I've kind of a hopefully general that will idea. be remedied soon. What? Hopefully that will be remedied soon. <laughs> yeah, I just got I've got a lot of stuff to read right now, so I don't know. But yeah, I I kind of know the idea of the story, and I know I mean Cooper like told me the other day his like the thing that he memorized about how many rings there are or whatever like his little <laughs> yeah, poem Cooper's thing. a nerd he like but... quote a lot of Lord of the Rings <laughs> uh, yeah but, so I don't really know I guess I mean sure it's probably good I'm just thumbs upping right now <laughs> I don't really know because I haven't seen the movies but you guys you like the, in- the opening to the to the Hobbit yeah yeah I, thought uh, it was I liked good. how it started off where he was older and then went yeah, back. Yeah. Obviously, the point of this was because most of this stuff, like, was an exposition jump at the party where the dwarves are, like, telling a story to Bilbo, and I don't think they wanted to do that. And so I think it was kind of a smart way to do that. I sympathize with a lot of the problems that they have, as we'll talk about later. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, one more thing. We'll talk about that later, actually. Okay, so the Shire. This is one of the things that is probably the best of all of these movies. I mean, you can argue that Peter Jackson didn't interpret Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit the way Tolkien saw it, but The Shire, I mean, I don't think anybody, you know, I don't think anybody really dislikes Peter Jackson's interpretation of The Shire. Hello. Hey, Kenner. <laughs> What's up? Hey, you're on. Glad you got to make Our listeners will be happy. Yes. Very this happy. This is their first meeting of Tanner. Yeah. Official. Yeah. First official meeting. Yeah, I know, right? It's the second episode. How dare you? Better get up yes. on the rice foot. This is... Right foot, Tanner. Not the rice foot. This is me. All right, Tanner. I'm here. Real quick. That's right. Real quick, give us your overarching thoughts of An Unexpected Journey, and then we'll get back to what we're talking oh, about. Shane, yeah, he yeah, introduce himself do, first? Oh, yeah, yeah. Bit about That's him. Tanner Lewis. No, not you introduce him. Stop talking. Tanner, no, he... tell us your name <laughs> and your favorite movie. And I was on the introduction. Yeah, we did this. Oh, was that? He's, he's all good. Oh. We need to. We need to get going. Forgot about the intro. Yeah. Hello, the guys. I'm. Oops. I'm not that. I'm not gone that often. Okay. Well. Uh, anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> give us your give us your thoughts on the Hobbit: Unexpected Journey. Mom. Uh, so I. It's not my favorite movie ever. Um. I. My personal thoughts are kind of like the book. It drags a whole lot. I didn't think they really needed that much time on this specific movie. If I remember correctly, it's been like a month or two since I've seen it, but I wasn't going to watch it again within three months. Um, yeah. Uh, with, therefore, my I thoughts did, on it. 
Yeah, good for nice. you, Cooper. You like it better. All than right, me. so we were talking about the Shire and how Peter Jackson's interpretation of the Shire is always widely accepted as pretty close to what the book was. What are your thoughts on that? And all you guys. Do you like Peter Jackson's interpretation of the Shire? Uh, yes, I do. Not much else to say. Well, yeah, like you were saying, like, who doesn't? I mean, it's a beautiful place. Did they film that in New Zealand, too? Because you were, you were talking about that earlier, where the mountains Oh, yeah, were. that's not CGI. That's in oh, New Zealand. Yeah, that one, well, yeah. I lo- and it, I mean, I'm pretty sure they actually built, like, the houses in the hills. So mm-hmm. it's like... Oh, they did, it's, yeah. That's so cool. I watched the behind the scenes because i'm yeah i didn't uh but like the houses are just (laughs) like they're they're so grand you know even though they're just little holes in hills and like when you start off reading the book when they say holes in the side of hills the first thing you think of is literally like a rabbit jumping into a hole that's literally what i've thought of yeah then it explains more and more basically here it's just like boom this is i mean it's not it's not weird at all it's just like that's how houses were that's like a Mm -hmm. that's their thing that's right and plus I I feel like we'll talk about this probably later, but the camera angle throughout the whole movie uh, makes it seem like you forget that they're dwarfs, basically, and then you just see them with Gandalf, yeah. and you're like, "Whoa!" Except for yeah, when Ian McKellen's yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> yeah, they did a pretty good job with that. All right, so let's talk about the cast a little bit. Obviously, Ian McKellen, great actor. Oh yeah, right? legend. We all Gand- perfect Gandalf. But um, what do you guys think about Martin Freeman being? Bilbo, is that justified? I think that was a good choice. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know who I would have chose over him. I think he did a great job, and he looked to the part mm-hmm. too when they dressed him up like that. I mean, yeah, he looked perfect for it. I thought I, I haven't seen him in a whole lot of stuff. I mean, you know, he plays yeah, like Evan Ross and Marvel, but other than that, right. I don't think I've really seen uh, Martin Freeman that much. Isaiah Tanner, anything for you guys? I mean, I just thought he played the role perfectly. They chose him like it was a really great decision to choose him. Oh, Cooper, good. you you okay. watched like you said you watch a lot of behind the scenes. Did you ever see anything like who else uh, tried out or anything like that? No, they didn't really focus on that part. It was mostly kind of the making of it, uh-huh. and once they've cast everybody, so no. Yeah, gotcha. Sometimes with these, you know, they'll like ask actors instead of having auditions. So uh-huh. it may have happened like that, but I don't know. Also, so. The, unex- the actual unexpected party scene. So, obviously, I think I'll say this again throughout, but this movie seems like it's trying to be a kid's movie. <laughs> and then it's like, you know what kids love? A lot of orc battles. A lot of close-up <laughs> orcs. And you're like, no, it's not what kids want. But <laughs> it's like the unexpected party scene was trying to be a mix between the two. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, so, do you guys think it leaned more towards kid, or was it really more believable in, in the adult terms? Well, I mean, party specifically, I don't really know for sure, but like the whole movie, more adult. I mean, at some points you see a dude's head getting chopped off or an yeah. orc holding up his head. Like literally just showing Specifically, Cooper, on the party scene, I thought that the actual, I mean, I thought it was very, even more lighthearted than the book. And oh, really? yeah, like, wow. I feel like the book during the party scene was... Like, it eventually, I guess the movie did too, but it eventually, like, hit a point and it was, like, dead serious from that point. But, I mean, yes. I guess the movie definitely Maybe. did too, but I feel like it was a lot of, like, them just, like, throwing around food and laughing and just, like, making jokes. Maybe it was just more uh, representable or, under, like, I don't know, uh, understandable on the movie. But 
it, I, f- I definitely felt like it was more lighthearted. And then I was this in the book, the part where they like magically like cleaned up the kitchen where they were like throwing dishes yes, and like yes. catching that was, them. That was a fun was part. Was that really yeah, in, that the in the book? I didn't remember that yeah, at all. that was in the book. Yep. Oh, well, I, I really liked that. I didn't I thought, remember that I either. I thought that yeah. was really funny. And that little, again, like we said, all the songs are great. Yes. Little song that they're jig that they do. <laughs> yes. Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, The Hobbit is definitely more of a kid's book. Like we said in, in our uh, um, most glorious <laughs> Hobbit episodes that we did a long time ago. See, see guys, but, see, listeners, <laughs> usually when we reference one of our other episodes, we'll recommend it. Just notice that that's not happening, right? <laughs> yeah, it was our very yeah, first. Yeah, those were episodes. our first episodes. Were, yeah, <laughs> but um, I was like, say, so I know Matthew, you haven't seen Lord yeah. of the Rings movies, but there are definitely more serious, more epic, more you mm-hmm. know, I don't know, great. Okay. And the Hobbit movies are more jovial and kind of more laid back, um, but they're not like any less. Not for I don't know, they're not any more for kids than they are than the Lord of the Rings movies are. Okay. But I don't know how you can. Make a scene like this and it not seem like a kid's movie almost. Yeah, though. exactly. But I'm glad they didn't cut it out, obviously. Nope. Yep, it was really good. So do you think that they... Obviously, The Hobbit's a kid's book. Some of the plot holes... There are some serious plot holes in The Hobbit book. Uh, do you think that they kind of cleared some of those up? Uh, give me some examples. Well, like, what exactly was their plan in the book? Were they just going to march on Erebor and kill the dragon? Use the eagles. <laughs> yeah, use the eagles. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> what exactly was their plan? And then uh, I, when I went on to the Desolation of Smaug, the first scene that they include in there kind of clears something up, too. They were trying to get the Arkenstone and rally the seven dwarf lords and then try and get Smaug, right? And that's not really clearly mm-hmm. explained in the book, I don't think. So do you think they, got, they made that more clear in the movie? Sure. Yeah, they did definitely make that more clear in the movie. I mean, from what I remember the book, I actually don't remember any of that stuff from the book. Yeah. Just all I remember is them trying to go there. Yeah, it's, they don't focus the on it. Because it's very precious and then somehow defeats yeah. it. Yeah. Because the whole book, they're like, we're so brave. You know, we're just going to march up. We're going to take back our kingdom. We're going to fight. We're going to win. All this stuff. And then they get there, and they're like, oh, Bilbo, you go. Oh, my gosh, a dragon. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's true. And then they let, like, yeah. the kill it. Yeah. Tanner, you've been quiet oh, for a little while. What about you? Yeah. they. I think that they did a, a good job about clearing up some of those plot holes, because that's what we were originally talking about, correct? Am I? Losing my mind. Um, so I think they did a good job kind of clearing up some of those plot holes like of their plan, kind of just taking a few scenes out of the book that they like had planned on. Obviously, they couldn't have planned on Lake Town coming up and killing it, right? But um, it, they kind of took some other scenes and then just put them into the beginning just to kind of clarify it up and make it seem more believable in there. Mm-hmm. It is a- yeah. Alright, next topic of this. There was one thing that always confused me in this. Their whole plan was just to have Bilbo steal the thing. Yeah. yeah. But how were they planning to actually kill Smog whenever he realized exactly. he was gone? That's like the only thing that can kill him is a black arrow <laughs> they didn't have them. Right. Gandalf's like, Oh, you got a burglar over here, you'll do it he'll do everything for <laughs> he you. He doesn't yeah. even want to go. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Alright, so next topic of discussion, the dwarves. So obviously we have thirteen dwarves. You wanna name them off and- for us? Let's see if I can. Okay, Thorin, Feely, Killy, Oin, Gloin, 
Nori, Ori, Dory, Biffer, Bofer, Bomber. Is that all? Uh, hold on, I'm looking it up real quick. Thorn, Ballin, Dwallin. Oh, Ballin and Dwallin. Yeah. I missed I them. I think those were That's the right. only two you missed. Oh, well. Okay. Oin, Gloin, Nori, Dory, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, but I know Peter Jackson, he said it in the behind the scenes, which I watched, that one of the reasons that he thought he'd never do the Hobbit movies was because of all the dwarves. And so I think throughout the movies, they tried to give them each like a unique characteristic, kind of like that. Like Dwalin's always the, oh, I'm the man soldier here. Yeah. And then Killy's the guy who falls <laughs> for an elf, who's really lame. And then Keely is the guy who looks really awesome. And then Balin's like, let me interpret Thorin's thoughts for you. Except for, like, like, the fat one who just wants to eat And then Bomber's like, I won't Yeah, Bomber's the fat one. (laughs) Then he got the one with, like, the little ear horn. Yes. And then my personal favorite, I can't remember if it's Biffer or Bofer, who's, like, really nice to Bilbo. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Do you guys think that they tried to, I mean, do you think that you could specifically, like, I don't think you could remember all of the dwarves. Like, by their faces, right? No, you can't yeah, remember you can their name, names with their faces, but you can remember right. their personalities with their faces, definitely. Right, do you think they did a good job, like, True. characterizing yeah. all the dwarves? Uh, yeah, I actually want to talk about that for a second. So, I think we talked about in our Hobbit book episodes on Booking It, that you were, like, in the... Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien didn't really, like, spend a whole lot of time describing the dwarves. He just kind of gave, like, one sentence of describing, like, each of them or right. two of them or something. And... Mm-hmm. But here, I think it really is a great job on Peter Jackson's part to, uh, like, make them all have their own personalities, even though that wasn't necessarily in the book. Because, like I was saying, all those names, they didn't want to change the names from the book. But you can't remember all the names, unless you're you, like a nerd. But, <laughs> like me, I can't remember all the names. But if I see them, I'll know, like, oh, that's the guy with the, the big fat guy with the braided red beard. That's the guy that likes food. Yeah. Or, like, oh, that's the really old, like, stumpy guy. That's the guy that can't hear and uses an ear horn or, like, whatever. Right, right. Guys, I feel like we're giving too much praise to this movie. I feel like we need to beat it up, but it'll happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for a chance to beat it up. You guys are making it sound so good. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm, not really, yeah. I'm not really praising the movie. I'm praising the director a little bit. I don't want to praise Peter Jackson at all. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. I remember this. So I was watching it this time, and I kind of chuckled to myself. So remember the scene where Bilbo, like, faints after reading the contract and Gandalf's talking yes. to him? And he's like, remember mm-hmm. your, like, great, 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 great uncle Bullroar took yeah. or whatever who, like, ended <laughs> took, in the game of yeah. golf? He was like, that didn't really happen. And Gandalf was like, all good stories deserve embellishment. <laughs> and I was like, is that an Easter egg, Peter Jackson? Is that? because <laughs> you know obviously yes. very infamously like created a whole love story like out of nowhere yes. and, and you're like what completely, the heck yeah completely added a couple characters right mm-hmm. and so i'm like peter yeah. jackson i'm well, on that whole you. thing was funny though with gandalf saying how it was invented oh, yeah, yeah that was funny that's in the book too but i'm just like the only reason i bring it up is because i'm like i feel like peter jackson was trying to don't get mad at me guys <laughs> Hey, don't get mad at me. I said it the first episode. Gandalf said it. You believe Gandalf, don't you? Yeah. It's kind of like that you wouldn't hurt a guy with glasses, but with Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little cheap. Yeah. Oh, I mentioned this earlier. This, we're at the part now where they're like, you know, ma- marching, and then they're at like a camp and feeling killy, like make a joke to scare Bilbo. Then Thorin like stalks off angrily, <laughs> and then Balin's like, let me interpret Thorin's thoughts for you. <laughs> 
and it like takes them back. <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think about all those flashbacks that they did kind of throughout the movie periodically? I think it just it was good in like some ways where like it helped explain Thorne or like what he was going yeah. through. So like that like his past, seeing what was it like his grandpa's place getting oh, yeah, his, destroyed, yeah, yeah. his grandpa Moria. getting killed, his dad getting his head chopped I, off by a white orc or something like yeah, that. By Azog. I, I think that those were more of a necessity that Peter Jackson whatever. had to have more than like a creative um, um, tidbit because uh, they definitely had those in the books and those were definitely yeah. not anything that you could take away. So he had to figure out some... Um, they had those. Well, they that. had those? I don't remember those. I mean, I'm sure they're... I'm, I'm, well, I mean, they're, I know they're like quote-unquote canon... I know they're in like the appendix. Oh, I don't judge you on read, that. I've but, done um, it. <laughs> um, I didn't. Oh, I didn't think they I, were in the I Hobbit. I <laughs> do think that they've mentioned them in the Hobbit, or maybe I'm just thinking of appendices like you. Um, uh, but um, uh, I think yeah. those were definitely more necessary um, pieces of information, and he had to figure out some way to put them in there. Mm-hmm. Like he could have done it through like a story of Gandalf, but that t- could have turned into more of like a flashback scene again. If you get what I mean, so it all kind of came back to like yeah. you have to have the fl- you have to have the flashback scene for those moments. Yeah, yeah. honestly, sometimes I felt like sorry, go ahead. I, I agree with Tanner. I think that it was necessary information and uh, pieces of the story to fit in there, and he really didn't have a whole lot of options that would have been great, and that was probably the best option because he could have just done like a scene at the beginning. I was like, all this stuff is stuff that happens and that is re- relevant later in the story, but that yeah, definitely yeah, would, that, not, that would not have been, been good. good. That would not have flowed well. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think this movie sometimes, and maybe Desolation too, honestly, the plan, you guys know the plan was they were going to make two Hobbit movies and then it turned out being three. Huh. Yeah, like, they were planning on to make it two. Sounds like our episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's but um but uh what was it say? Uh oh yeah. I feel like they sometimes they waste time in these two episodes explaining things that I don't know, we can talk about later. Maybe they do make the movies better, but and uh, it ended up being three movies instead of two. Yeah, the love scene. So, uh, you probably could all, all the love right, scenes. It was that love, story. Love That's all wasted time. time. Cuz if you look at how much they made the movie out of like if you look at how much of the book left, book was left in the third movie, like it's not a lot. Like it's no, maybe yeah. thirty pages, and it's all no, they just make a yeah, really, they, really long battle. Exactly. They, so, I I mean I don't know. Maybe this was unnecessary. They, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. You're right. Tanner does kind of yeah, add they, to who Thorn is though. They add. It feels like they add way too much in there. Like they add too many unnecessary scenes that were not needed in there, just for like, not really. Not even entertainment purposes, even. I mean, just not worth, like, the scene. Would have made sense without it. Like, would have been great without it. But they just added those scenes. And that took up time in the movie. That took up money. That took up all their funds. Like, they could have done... They could have put a lot more money into um, other scenes and making, like, Erebor more um, realistic and putting more of that into Smog's... um, uh, CGI. I mean, I'm not. I mean, they had a big budget because they knew they're gonna make all all. Their I know, money but I'm just saying. So I'm not concerned they, about like the money they spent. Yeah, it's the time. It's like but the time that could have been spent elsewhere. Tanner's criticizing the budget. 
<laughs> yeah, Tara's like, I'm fighting no, every but way to criticize. No, but if you think about it, if they would have <laughs> taken like out those scenes, every scene costs money. All of those scenes, if they were to take those out and they could have put that into something else like um, a smog CGI and they could have made that a hundred times better. <laughs> Amen. If you get what I mean. Like, I think that would have been more beneficial and I would have enjoyed the yeah. movie more if they had taken some of those um, unnecessary scenes out and put, it, and put more time and uh, money into those... Um, more influential scenes in the movie. I'm sure they did like use the highest technology they could or the most recent technology they could for like their CGI, but it is an older movie. But, but think about it like that, that orc battle though, that was a lot of CGI. That, that was a lot. Mm-hmm. But also on a side note, the lighting in all of these movies, it's really weird I mean, it, it seems very fake at times. Did that guy, that like... Um, yes, I, I did. Did you That's... notice the lighting at all? Uh, well, it definitely seemed fake to me whenever he was in the... Uh, yes, that's, oh, yeah. that's what I was yeah. thinking of. Well, just, yeah. I don't know, sometimes it just didn't yeah. look right. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. On, the, on another note, so these movies were filmed at 48 frames per second <laughs> instead of 24 <laughs> Uh, did you guys even notice that? Nerd. How would we notice that? I don't know. Some people say the it's like more lifelike. Like yeah, I didn't notice most, it. Most most movies are twenty four. I, I heard that after. Mm-hmm. Hmm, really? Wow, that's actually kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, we meet Radagast. I don't know. I mean, the uh, he was fine, I guess. I, I don't know. I think one. Of, I think adding uh, uh, Radagast that, was. Right. I mean, the, um, uh, whatchamacallit scene of, uh, Sauron scene was kind of necessary, um, uh, like, just to kind of set it up for the next movie, keep people interested, right? Um, uh, but I think that they could have figured out a way to take that without Rabagast, and, uh, I don't really think that that was necessary, I think that was adding too many characters, Yeah. Also, there's a fun little scene where Gandalf is telling Bilbo, like, all the wizards' names. It's like, there were two other wizards, but I've quite forgotten their names. Then nobody mentions them the rest <laughs> of the time. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, I probably forget oh, yes. their names anyway. Oh, yeah. So then we have, like, a lot of scenes kind of building up, too. Uh, kind of like setting up Lord of the Rings with the Sauron stuff and... The darkness is coming. You know, our old enemy has returned. All of that stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. This was one thing. <laughs> nice to say. This was one thing I didn't mind them adding. One because it it's not in the Hobbit, but it is like it did actually happen in a canon. But um, I know I, I like that stuff. I thought it was like when Gandalf like left on the Hobbit. You're like, where is that guy going? Like, why did he have to leave? Yeah, he's a wizard. He but goes the where he pleases. <laughs> Exactly, and it sets up Lord of the Rings. The Lord of the Rings movies like way better too. What yeah, you guys as I just said, I think I like them. I think that they could have uh, um, uh, done a little bit of a better job fitting them into the movies. It kind of felt like we were going a little bit too off topic of like the movie itself when that happened. It yeah, there was it a felt lot. Like we were going like those. way too far off topic. Like we weren't staying on like the same plot of the movie we're kind of just going down this rabbit hole of gamed off um uh, 
but I did enjoy those scenes. I do think that they were necessary, but I think that they could have found a way to keep it more on topic and less like rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I did think was weird, though, is Gandalf and, like, uh, Elrond or whatever his name is, uh, and Lady Glyger all knew that Sauron was back. For real! For real! Well, they thought they had banished him, and then... They banished him to Mordor. They knew where he was. Yeah. And then Gandalf, later on in the Hobbit movie, sees Bilbo with the ring. And does mm-hmm. nothing about it. Yeah, I actually, it's I have like, no idea what all that means. For fifty years. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, Matthew. We'll we'll get you to read them one day, and watch the movies, or watch. Yeah, then we'll or both, and we can do them on here. All right. Um, what's next here? Oh yes, the the troll scene. They're like even more disgusting in the movie. Mm-hmm. I was very disturbed. I was like, I don't. I mean, this time at least, I was like, these are really ugly. Yeah, no CGI. Really ugly. No, I mean, they just found trolls those, and used them for the movie, trained them up. It was big. It was a big dude. They were big dudes. They shaved bears. I don't know. <laughs> um. Also, saw Gandalf's little trick that he does, where Wait, where he's like, you know, uh, in the book it was like Bob heard a voice, but he thought it was gems or whatever. Yeah. I didn't think they did it as well in the movie because it was still Gandalf's voice. I thought it would have been kind of cool if it wasn't, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a snob. Yeah, uh, I did remember. I couldn't remember exactly what it was, but while I was watching, I actually did remember being like, didn't this scene like have something else to do with Gandalf besides that? But like, then he just cracked the rock and like the sun. Oh, yes. One thing I was going to say. There was a line that I thought was good. He says it in The Lord of the Rings, though. I think it is, but they put it in here. It was like, uh, I'm gonna talk to the only person around here who has any sense at all, and Bilbo's like, "Who's that?" He's like, "Myself, <laughs> Master Baggins." Uh, that was pretty good. Yeah, I did like that. <laughs> I also I, oh, I yeah. remember thinking like while they were trapped on the net, and then Bilbo's like trying to stall until Gandalf gets back or whatever, and he's just like trying to save as much time as possible, and he's like stalling them, and I was like, all these other dwarfs are so stupid because they're getting mad at him for like you know quote unquote trading on him on them. And I'm like, it's so obvious what he's trying to do right here. Like, just chill out, people. Yeah. That part was funny, though. Yeah. Um. So then they go in the, in the troll cave, and they get all these swords and stuff like that. And then Gandalf gives Sting to Bilbo, and is like, true courage is knowing when to not take a life, not to take one. Wait, wait. As general rule, that's good advice, and it was kind of setting up Gollum, I guess. Um. Oh, yeah. Then we have a bunch of, like, orc pack additions. Like, where they, you know, orcs chase them. Yeah, orc hunters, yeah. Do you guys mind that addition? Or is that necessary plot point? Eh, it's an addition, but it did give them reason to, like, run across and, like, hide in those rocks where they eventually found the cave and all that. Yeah, it's true. Trick them into Rivendell. No, not really. Was they attend or anything to say on that? Um, I mean, I just thought it was a good, like, way to transition to go to, like yeah. Matthew said, Rivendell, and to do. Yes, yeah, so I I don't mind as much the work back editions. I don't know, just moving the plot along. I'm not going to be that much of a snob. Like, who are you adding stuff from the book? 
Not it's not in the book. My bad. <laughs> Adding stuff outside um, of the book. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I remember my cousin was watching this movie, and he says my favorite part of the movie was in Radagast was on the rabbit sled. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, you know, he's on the rabbit yeah. sled. These are Ruskabel rabbits. I'd like to see them. Right? Yes, it's so That's cheesy. I guess it was a fun little scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't look at this. It's like, you sure it's not a kid's movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, that part's That's honestly fun. kind of cheesy. And, and then La- Rivendell. Uh-huh. Rivendell. I'm glad I cut out the part where what? Tanner yeah. sang... <laughs> That was weird. <laughs> More like he tried to. <laughs> but um, Rivendell. So visual representation of that. Do you like the visual representation? I I thought it was good. I really liked it. It was very close to what I envisioned personally. Like all the buildings, like just everything, like mm. all the textures, all the lighting, everything was how I envisioned it personally. So yeah, perfect because that's basically what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to basically be perfect yeah. people, you know, also, never have a spot of dirt on their clothes anywhere, are always perfectly shaved, have perfect hair. <laughs> They're also immortals. Like, come on, people. Okay, it, and you also, have to in order yeah, to understand elves fully, you have to go back and read every um one of J.R.R. Tolkien's books that he wrote before The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Pass. I know. I'm a Tolkien nerd. I read five um, of them. Nerd. Have you read, read all his other books? Thing. 30. Man. I'm oh. not joking. They are dense. Uh, <laughs> um, I will say, Rivendell seems kind of small. It's like, where are all the elves? You only see like 10. Yeah, seriously. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like Tanner was saying, spend all, all, all their money on other things. So, <laughs> had to... Low cast budget for that part. Yeah. Also, this is one of the spots where the lighting was really weird. I thought it was mm-hmm. just kind of... I guess I liked it. I don't know. It was really mystical and a lot of, like, sunrise, sunset, even when there, like, wasn't a sunrise or sunset. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. But anyway, I think that's a good yeah, spot was... to stop for now. All right. Let's do some... Well, definitely a new part two, then. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Do some donor shout-outs. We only have one donor, right? Yes, we have one donor, and he requests wait, quick, Tanner. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, he, he requests Tanner. Tanner. Well, it's me, though, well, because Tanner's, Tanner's not here. there, then it's for me. Yeah, but so. Tanner is here. Thank you, Nolan. I know. Right, Tanner, my pony. Thank you for donating. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Isaiah, if someone wanted to get a donor shout-out... <laughs> Where would they go? They'd have to go to patreon.com forward slash the screening. And that's how many tiers do we have? I think we have. Or do we have the five tiers for this? <laughs> You're so <laughs> unintelligent. Come on. <laughs> kidding. kidding. Dude, I, I, don't I don't know. know. Don't. <laughs> well, choose any of our tiers that are $5 or more. Yeah, that's right. All right. Thank you for donating. Nolan, make sure you click on the link that Isaiah said. It's in the description below. We'll, we really appreciate <laughs> We really appreciate excited. all of you guys listening. <laughs> if you can't donate for whatever reason, please make sure to rate and review us. Yes. It really helps us get this helps podcast to more and more people. It does. And we'll be back in two weeks with the next part to The Hobbit Unexpected that Journey. Will, Cooper. And until then, this has been The Screening.